Okay, peeps, on this episode, we're going to be assisting director Ari Golan in blocking a couple of scenes from a Hallmark-type Christmas movie that he's in the middle of directing. Um, but right now, the production is shut down for 10 days because of COVID. And also, Chicago is completely snowed over with another snowstorm coming in. Um, but this doesn't mean that the production just extends a magical full 10 days at the end. We're now losing some time that we can't get back. So scenes that used to have a day to shoot only have half a day suddenly, and we have to win back some time by shooting faster. And this is a unique challenge that's actually great therapy, because you don't do your best blocking when you have unlimited resources. You waste a lot of shots that don't help tell the story, and then you end up not using them. But if you have to do a scene in four setups, they better be good setups. And that's our job today. So let's do the show. This is Prep Show, brought to you by Hollywood Camera Work. Joining us is director DP Ari Golan, who owns Atomic Imaging Studios in Chicago, where he's worked on commercials or featurettes for countless major brands. And he's my partner in several Hollywood Camera Work products. And also joining us is Nigel Levy, an Emmy-nominated and multiple award-winning writer, producer, and director for Netflix, the BBC, Animal Planet, and National Geographic, and a number of features. He's just launched The Doc Fix to help people with documentary storytelling. So maybe, um, so I think there are two things that we need to do just so that everybody's not confused. The first thing is maybe, Ari, that you should explain what the movie is about. And then there's a, like a big scene and then a really short scene. We should at least read through the, read through the big scene. So, yeah, Ari, go ahead. Sure. So this is a, a Christmas movie a, akin to what you would typically see these days on Hallmark or the other channels that... Um, these uh, Christmas, indie Christmas movies are, are trending a lot. A uh, 30-something career girl from the big city of Chicago who hates Christmas, of course, is talked, uh, told she has to take a mandatory vacation by her boss to regain her Christmas spirit. So she uh, visits a therapist who is secretly, most likely Santa Claus, uh, Dr. Noel's, and travels to a country bed and breakfast. And uh, every morning when she wakes up uh, in an homage to Groundhog Day, which is coincidental because I actually worked on the original Groundhog Day <laughs> and had a cameo in it as well, um, the day keeps repeating. Uh, she meets the blue-collar tree farmer of her dreams and decides to uh, make a change of lifestyle, uh, but realizes she will first have to win over his 10-year-old daughter. So the bulk of the movie takes place at this uh bed and breakfast and tree farm and there and it keeps repeating with slight variations each time uh we're in reality dealing with uh you know near record cold sometimes reaching 38 below zero we've got four or five feet of snow on the ground uh limited vehicle access the snow is literally piled everywhere there's no place to put it anymore so the logistics of moving vehicles crew cast around and how we just block uh, this one particular scene we'll have four vehicles in a narrow driveway that need to sort of shuffle around what's happened is she's arrived at the bed and breakfast uh, in the morning she realizes it's way too Christmassy for her she needs to get out of Dodge so she goes back to her car it won't start as she's fighting with the car the local uh, police chief pulls up to offer some assistance she has a conversation with him 
he tells her that he's also the mechanic and will have his deputy come and tow the car and get it fixed. In the meantime, they can go back into the lodge and get some of the innkeeper's famous fruitcake that he comes every day for. So the two of them go back inside. Um, the innkeeper and the wife and his wife uh, mention that their son is, is going to be there shortly and he could give her a ride into town. And so she meets him you know, as she's in awe of his uh, looks and charm, he agrees to give her a ride. They go back outside and it was originally written that her car wasn't there. And then each morning when it was there, she was surprised, but I felt it needed to, we needed to see it being towed away or it wouldn't um, make much sense that she was surprised each time it had returned due to the time loop. So Mm. we also want to see the car being uh, towed away just as she walks back out. So we've got her car, the police chief's car, the romantic interest, the male leads uh, pickup truck and a tow truck that all need to navigate through this, um, little uh, U-shaped driveway. So I've, I've blocked it as such that I think, uh, you know, logistically, so I'll just, I'll just mention, so that's a, you know, it's obviously a, a satellite view of the actual property and the white area is where all the mountains of snow are. So we've got this little narrow lane carved out in blue that also goes around to the back uh, for another scene. But what's I, have the, uh, I have the photos over here. So this is a photo of the lodge. Yes, and this is pre-major snow. This is pre-major snow. So can I summarize? I mean, what are our constraints here? So one of the constraints is that um, we need to figure out how to do all that car business. Um, Then are you able to put cameras out there at all out in the snow or are you planning not to? No, we we can. And we, we, as I, I mentioned, we built a a Samoyed snow slider Arctic rig, as we're calling it. It's a a heavy-duty tripod with snowmobile skids on it, so we can literally move the thing around. We might even put a Flosini black arm with it with a Movi uh, gimbal. I have a picture right here. Do you see this? Yeah. (laughs) So That's a camera dolly. uh, We'll probably use that for a right-angle converge in the tree farm itself. Okay. That Uh, is very creative. Any dolly track. And, and even walking with a gimbal is virtually impossible because the snow is so deep. So I think we're going to hook rope to either side and pull it in its, on its dolly path. Okay. So, I mean, let's, uh, should we, so, so, okay. So you painted the areas blue that we're able to operate in, but we can put cameras out here if. Yes. Okay. I mean that frees it out. That frees it up a lot. I thought that we couldn't even walk out sure. here. Now, bear <laughs> in mind, there's probably five or six foot high walls of snow on either side of that blue. Also, okay, those banks are are super high now. Did you block this scene already, or is are we just gonna try to like dump a bunch of ideas into it, or? No, I, I haven't. Other than I just assumed at the point where we're, we, I was switching into the mode or the mindset that I'm going to do a lot of it handheld, guerrilla style, to just be able to accomplish what we we have to, and that it's going to be very difficult to set, you know, physical tripods or move them around. Not that we can't, but um, so the the only two things I've blocked so far the red. Uh, female is obviously the female lead coming out of the house and getting into her car, um, which will start the scene off. And while she's banging on the dashboard screaming, the police car will pull up 
you know, nose up to her nose, he'll get out, walk across between them and, you know, knock on her window. And that will be our initial blocking. So I was at this Mm. point assuming I would start that from inside uh, the passenger seat of her car shooting, uh, you know, from a low angle uh, uh, over her shoulder up at him. Mm. And then pretty quickly in that interchange, I would have her get out of the car so that we can have them standing more face to face uh, Mm. outside. Go ahead. There's one suggestion, one thought as I was reading the script. So I went through it and uh, it Hang struck on. me. Can I, can I say before you do that, should we just read the scene? Because I don't think anybody's oh, yeah. following what we're doing right now. Um, so and then hold your thought because uh, then you'll say that afterwards. So basically, yes, exterior Lacey's car. We see her screaming out loud in the car. She's slapping the wheel. Finally, she puts her head down. Somebody's, someone's knocking on her window. She jolts up. She looks and it's the sheriff and he's looking in the window, smiling at her. This is Sheriff Jimmy Brody Lewis is a town character and a true good old boy. He's in his 50s and right now dressed in full sheriff gear. He nods to her. He mouths to, for her to open the door. Everything all right here, young lady? I need to get out of here and my car won't start. Now, why would you want to get out of this fine establishment so quickly? The McGuire's are some of the finest people I know, Lacey. Lacey looks at, uh, at him caught off guard. I'm sorry, do I know you? News travels fast here um, in, in, in this here town. And I'm the sheriff and I make it a point to know who comes into town. And he smiles. I'm kind of like the welcome wagon. So welcome. Uh, Lazy groans at his joke. Great, sheriff. He interrupts. Call me Brody. Um, Lacy, sarcastic. Great, Brody. Is there any way you could use your CB thingamajiggy or a walkie-talkie to call a mechanic? Brody smiles at her and turns and walks back to his vehicle. He reaches in the door and pulls something out. He turns around and he's not wearing his sheriff jacket, but now wearing a mechanic jacket with the name Brody on it. You're in luck. In this town, uh, in a town this small, I'm not only the sheriff, I'm the mechanic too. Please pop your hood. Lacey is speechless. She reaches down and pops her hood. Brody disappears from you. He hears, uh, she hears some rattling and clanking and then Brody reappears. Well, Lacey, do you want the good news or the bad news? Lacey just shakes her head again. What could be wrong now? She nods to him and says, the way my life's been going, um, just hit me with the bad news first. Um, Brody says, your alternator's kaput. Um, I can fix it, but we need to order the part. Lacey is dumbfounded. She can hardly get her words out. How long will that take? Hard to say, being this close to Christmas. I can get the order in right away, probably not more than a few days. I'll call Deputy Donner to bring in the tow truck. Thank you, Sheriff. I mean, Brody, why don't you give me the good news? He smiles broadly. Well, now you can join me inside for a slice of Marcy McGuire's famous fruitcake. He takes her by the arm and leads her back towards the inn. And scene. Okay, <laughs> good. Nigel, what was your thought? Yeah, um, Ari, you were saying seeing the police car pull up. When mm-hmm. I read the scene, it struck me. Uh, for oh, I, I didn't. I'm sorry. I, I didn't say we'd see it necessarily. I was just describing that it happens. at some point it enters. You know, whether okay. we see it or not, it just it needs to be there. Not not that we have to see it pulling up. So yeah, he can surprise her. Exactly. Not see that's- oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of point. That I guess one important thing we do is is when you show Lacey coming out, we've got to avoid the police car, which is sitting there. Oh, no, so, it won't. Be, no, it won't. It won't be there when she walks out. Well, I would put it there. You see, this is a time-saving thing. So, if you block it, if you have the police car in position, and you shoot her coming out, 
so you avoid the police car. Mm-hmm. Then you have, then you can shoot the whole scene of her coming to the car, getting in the car. And so then can, can, you, can, can I ask you, you're not actually changing the logic of the scene. You're just leaving sure. the car there so you can, and you shoot around it in the first part. Absolutely. And then oh, it's okay. okay, 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 I see. So yeah. it saves you moving a car in position. So you save a big move. You'll save three quarters of an hour. Sure. sure. Good, one good, thing good thinking, added, Nigel. <laughs> and and this, it's not in this version of the script, but something they had added is right when she steps out of the inn, the first three days, she steps in a puddle yeah. right at the bottom of the steps like in Groundhog Day. Okay. And then the, the fourth day, she knows to step over it. So I had planned on probably having – now, this would change, obviously, if I, we, we hide from the police car. Or, um, <clears throat> but I was, I was thinking of having the camera, you know, somewhat uh, toward the right side. Well, I can't really – you're not seeing my screen. So to just where the rear tires of the tow truck are. So this uh, is here. Bank of snow. I was thinking about putting a camera there and panning with her out the door so that I could then get a punched in insert on her stepping and then come back and, and take that to the car. And okay. as soon as she hits the car, I would cut to the inside of the car. Um, so this is really that, mostly that, about that whatever that, camera you whatever but can i ask i mean the philosophy then really is that whatever camera you're going to use to cover her coming out that's also going to be what you punch in for the puddle right that's what i was thinking yes yeah well i mean should we i, I don't i mean so the the our job here is that nigel and i are are, de, are idea guys and we're just going to like try to come up with some oddball different ways to see the scene and then and then you you say what you like. <laughs> so then, sure. so then the I mean, how should we do this, Nigel? Do you have some ideas you want to dump? I, I mean, I went through the scene, so I've got a, a list of like alerts. If you see what I mean, just concept. Okay. I'm through. I'm kind of the same way. Like I have some moments that that basically here's a moment that would be worth catching, and then that would become a shot that would exactly. then basically expand out. And it's and also. Sure, and I'll just point out now that the wider blue area is a parking area. So from a logistics of storing the vehicles, they can be stored close by. So it's not a, a distant parking lot or something that we, if we do decide to, uh, if it's too hard to shoot around them. I think, uh, I mean, I think it's a great idea, but isn't it maybe better that we that we try to solve it creatively first? And then if that lines up with shooting around the police car, then... That's a bonus. Sure. Well, yeah. um, okay. why don't we let Nigel uh, go through all his thoughts and? Yeah, okay. go ahead, Nigel. I haven't got solutions, but it's just some concepts as we walk through. So I'll, I'll pick it up from. Actually, it was a previous scene when she walks down towards the car because mm -hmm. it will be. I'm guessing you're shooting that as part of the scene. You know, her coming out, walking down towards the car. Right. right. So that's what I was saying. Was yeah. There, the there's the puddle <laughs> there. Okay. So there was there's, there's a couple of things interestingly. Um, you, you have a phrase, the wind picks up, mm -hmm. is one thing. And that immediately strikes me as either time-consuming or not. There's two ways of doing it. You have um, FX and a wind machine. How are you going to illustrate the wind picking up? If we have an air compressor with a nozzle that uh, <laughs> is self-contained. So I would do that as a close-up insert where it just blows her hair. Okay. And, and it is a recurring theme um, that they have throughout. Every time she opens a window in the morning from her room, a gust of wind hits her. Uh, so it's it's something you know the the writer and, and producer are pretty intent on on having. 
So we. So it's we, like a. But is it like a running joke almost? Yes. Or, okay. Good. The recurring theme, running joke. I don't know if. Is I, that I, also happening funny. during the walk here? I did. I missed where that happens in the script. Uh, when she typically, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not recalling right now exactly where it is, but I, I believe it's right. Uh, she slips on some ice. Um, when she walks out. I'm, it's hard to, for me to see your screen. Let me actually, I, but there's a tiny scene before that, and that's actually connected. Like there are 22 yeah, and 23, cool. but that's actually the same scene, right? Yeah. Okay. Let me read that then, because yeah. that's that's really the part that we're missing. That Lacey is walking towards the oh. sports car. A sudden wind whips through and makes her cover up. She steps off the stairs and into a puddle of water. Okay. Her foot is drenched. So that's ba so. Are you are you hoping to time that to basically just when she comes out the door? Yeah, exactly. It's, okay. it's right at the bottom of the steps, and it happens four times. We are not going to be shooting variations on on things that repeat, so at least we get some mileage, which cuts down our page count a little bit in reality. Yeah. But. So okay. I'm just going to finish reading this. She slips on a patch of ice and steadies herself on the car. She catches her breath. Lacey says, it's time to get in your car and get your job back, Lacey. No phone, no hot water. This place stinks. She points her clicker, and the car beeps. She pulls the handle and it's frozen. She's had enough. She pounds on the door and it pops. She gets into the freezing car, blowing in her hands, trying to warm up. She struggles to get the keys into the ignition. She gets uh, the keys in and turns and nothing happens. Okay. So and and then we're basically it's it's cuts to same scene that we see her screaming okay. out loud in the car. Okay, go ahead. So so my thoughts reading that um, mm -hmm. it, it just strikes me as, as uh, a lot of time. Uh, is that's a there's a lot of business that goes on in that mm -hmm. sequence and um it's uh i guess easy to to uh spend too much time on that kind of stuff i'm sure you've talked through it but even her foot getting wet is you are resetting the shoe you are changing right. the sock you're changing the shoe right you know, so uh, we're, we're doing that shot the very last shot of this whole scene yeah. so she'll skip over the first time we shoot it and then we'll only do the getting wet as an insert once but so both the, the puddle and the gust of wind are inserts right yeah so okay. so the only danger here is running out of time and then not getting it mm -hmm. right but if it's an insert you could possibly pick it up i mean i hate doing pickups like that because everything just goes on the pickup list right. but anyway it's uh that's one thing and then the slip just tiny things that struck me the slip making the slip look realistic it just struck me as a it's not a camera blocking thing but they're really uh tough sometimes you know because yes, they are. safety issue it's almost a stunt almost right. a stunt but not quite a stunt so it's kind of looking at that whole walking from the um from the lodge to the car as a series of inserts there's quite a lot of action and there's a there's a virtual possible stunt with a bit of safety involved by the time she gets to the car so quite a lot of time over that so mm -hmm. it's about breaking that down the next i guess is the idea of revelation now you're saying this is a constant repetition it's a theme but you know the way i like to look at things is is there should be constant surprise so you kind of don't see her car until you need to see her car. You don't see uh, the door. You know, there's well, and especially the sheriff. Yeah, exactly. Everything yeah. should be a surprise, just because it makes it more just purely interesting for the audience. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a massive narrative point, but it's just about visual interest. You know, if everything that comes up comes up 
as a, a nice bit of revelation as the camera moves and you reveal something, the camera moves and you reveal something. So, Well, then I almost want to jump in with one of my ideas, which was um, if the car was facing the other way, mm -hmm. like let's say it was facing this way here, and the car, police car pulls up behind, then she doesn't know it. Yeah, there's two ways. When we talk, my my thought about the police car is, if it's already there, mm -hmm. remember that there's this kind of magic. She is she is walking towards the car, and if we imagine in our mind's eye that we just see her in the car, she comes in, she walks up to it, she gets in, she gets frustrated, and then there's a tap on the window, and that's the first time we know there's anybody else. Exactly. Okay. And, and it's it's quick, it's efficient, and the assumption is. The car has pulled up while she's hammering on the wheel or, you know, being upset. Mm -hmm. So we avoid the car completely. We don't have it drive in. We, we save setting the car, resetting it, driving it back and forwards. It's just I mean, pure. I, I love that. I mean, I love the I love the approach. I mean, I think both the idea that I mentioned and yours that you mentioned right here do that. I mean, I'm finding that all the time also in editing that hard cuts like hard mood cuts like you go from like really loud to really quiet or um, I mean, just hard cuts, hard changes. They they really they, they really keep your interest. I think. Yeah. And so basically, like if we think she's alone and then it says duck, 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 and it's like almost, I mean, it's not a shock, but it's its a surprise. Exactly. A nice I feel like that kind of stuff <laughs> keeps me watching. And I feel it's, like when I'm editing and I do that, suddenly it works. <laughs> sure. And, and, and I agree. I had, I had no plan to show the car arriving. I just had assumed we'd have it down, down the driveway a little bit so it didn't handcuff on what shot we had. Mm -hmm. um, and then we would put it into position. But yeah, I, I don't have any desire to, to see it arrive. So I agree with you on, on that. Um, from that can, aspect. I, can I, can I then point out, sorry, that it, it could just be there. We don't even know there is anybody in it. It's even if it's there, even if we know it's there, it's still a surprise if somebody knocks on the window. I mean, I, I, sorry, but yeah, sorry, I interrupted. What was your thought? Okay. So, so essentially I'd say, you know, avoid it um, and find a way of blocking it so we don't have to move it. Save you a bit of time you get that surprise and the other so we work through the scene and and there's bits of thought about there has to be condensation we've got to wipe clean the windows you know the state of the windows is that rubbing can you rub a window to reveal a face that kind of thing you know that kind of little magic so when he's tapping on the window he does that rubbing and, and his face appears it's that kind of those kind of little moments and then as you work through the scene uh, I like that idea of the scraping away some frost. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a constant surprise and revelation reveals. You know, try and build them in cheaply and easily. Cheaply meaning quickly and fairly easily. <laughs> so can um, I ask, I mean, is this idea for actually for the sheriff that when you knock on the door, it's not even obvious who's knocking on the door? Yeah. And then he goes, so he knocks on the door. He knocks on her window. She looks up and then he just wipes the, wipes the snow out and there he is. I think that's great. I mean, that device... Just uh, keeps on working. Exactly. So I, I love <laughs> so, it. That's my only technique. <clears throat> it can give you a career. So, yeah. <laughs> and, then the, and then next, I would say another surprise, because I like surprise. And a key one for me when I was reading, mm. and it's a comedy, and there's magic in it, is when he, trans, when he becomes a mechanic from being a policeman. And that, to me, is a really key moment of a little bit of magic, whereby... We have to get the blocking right of her PO. So on her face, watching him, 
what she sees of him and him going to his car as a cop. He dips out of shot or whatever, how we do it pops up and he's now a mechanic. So there's like a lovely moment of how did that happen? You know, there's a, there's you mean a, that, um, it, that it happens faster than it really would have been possible? Almost, yeah, 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 exactly. He kind of dips out, pops up, and he's now a mechanic. There's a um, there's a there's an English kind of cartoon show called Mr. Ben, and it was absolutely famous for when I was a kid. A guy would work in a, at a costume store, and he would basically uh, be dressed as one thing, dip, come back, and he'd be like something. <laughs> and yeah, again, and and to your point, uh, I think I need to come up with some sort of business for her to momentarily look down, and she looks back up, and he's changed. Or, so we can do the change on her reaction. But what that business might be. Um, I guess fiddling um, with the car, even though she. she I, I mean, I, I have a whole thing that I would love for her, especially in the second half of the scene, to actually be trying to get her cell phone to work, mm -hmm. so that there is a different layer. And you, I mean, if you like that idea, that could be used here as well. Yeah. There's even um, a quicker way. But we could we could come back to that. It takes a little more yeah. explanation. But go ahead. Because remember the magic. If you want the magic and surprise, she's looking at him. So we're on her face, on her face as he walks, and then we cut to see him walking to the car. And he dips down and she could be peering at him. And then we cut back and he just pops back up. And it's an edit timing thing. It becomes, it, it's weird. It, it becomes a timing thing for the edit to make that work, you know. But you might not me need so much business because she's just watching him. Uh, I, I think a you, momentary, you, a glance down, a glance back up. I mean, yeah. but that's a cutaway. You're on him, you cut yeah. to whatever, and then you cut back on him and he comes back up. And then we don't know what amount of time passed, but that's the right. effect, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I always get very obsessed about trying to plan those edit shots and worry too much about extra business between to sell it. But, you know, I think, I think if you do a look down and look up, and if you do a straight look, you will have the choices in the edit to make that work. And then I guess my only final thought is when, when, they, have, when they walk to the uh, inn, you would use the same setup as her walking out from the inn. So you're using one camera position to sure. cover both. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was basically, that was essentially it. And that gives a good kind of wrap to the scene, makes it feel organic. She comes out, but this time she walks in with someone, you know, so there's been growth, a progression. The first scene of her walking uh, becomes a bigger scene with two of them going in because of all this, stuff has happened in between so yeah mm. that was kind of my very early thoughts about the kind of the nature of the scene what to get out of it okay just a quick break to plug one of the hollywood camera work apps causality story sequencer this is a new kind of writing app where you develop your story visually at the same time as writing it gone are the days where you have to stop outlining to start writing in causality you do both at the same time all the way to the end Download the free version with free outlining forever at hollywoodcamerawork.com and maybe you'll discover that we're onto something here. Now back to the show. Yeah. And then going back, Perry, to your suggestion for rotating the car, the reason I had it facing the other way uh, was so that it would facilitate the tow truck pulling it out. Doesn't that depend on whether it's front driven or rear driven, the car? Yeah, it can do either way. I, I, I mean, just, I, I was kind of surprised that you had placed it uh, the other way around because that would put the driver's side right here and that means she has to go around the car and that's more work. I mean, if the car is placed like this, she can walk in here, like s stumble on the ice and then basically just get into the car. And so it seems easier to block if um, 
also if she's there's, like there's this a good lighting point here because if she if, the, if she's in the car and the cop walks to the driver's side yeah and pulls the window down you've pre-lit the front of the inn so the back of his shot has depth of it because you can see the inn behind it whereas if you're going the other way around you've got blackness and dark and trees i'm assuming so you're actually possibly make well, is, is, that's hard that's experience. hard to know it's, i think it's pretty bright there i don't think we'll be doing much in terms of lighting Are, on this did you imagine I, that he's knocking on the driver's side or the passenger side it, it's always the driver's side with a cop goes to a car so okay. but at least you get the inn in the back of shot over his shoulder i mean might, that's that's super nice right i mean that's good yeah. so so what you've done the, the setup you have now means that you know as he knocks in the window as he wipes the you know as he wipes the snow off and we see him we've just got a nice deep textured deep shot with a lovely inn in the back of shot mm -hmm. that you probably spent time lighting for the walkout anyway so you've kind of using your setup not even lighting but you know you've kind of dressed it in a particular way and um just a thought just a thought of like you making your backs the back of shot interesting and some depth to it you know okay so that was a thought. Um, sure. I'm just zooming in on the background here, but okay. But basically, he's coming around to yeah. here, right? Yeah. Um, and the puddle is clear. here. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't have as many ideas as you, uh, Nigel, but I have a couple. Um, and they are also kind of uh, moments. So the first is in the beginning where... So let's just refer to the script again, <clears throat> because so she tries to start the car and nothing works. And then we see her in, screaming out loud in the car and she's slapping the wheel and finally puts her head down. I mean, I love comedy blocking and I, I think that obviously that we should be very far away with that camera and you should hear like a muffled sound and then some sound of some birds <laughs> taking mm -hmm. off while she's screaming yeah. because you don't have to do birds i've done this just with the sound and it's just as effective i actually plan on doing that from right from the street where it would be a wide shot with the cars and the house in the background and then there's a sign for the inn in the foreground oh even a, better so okay but that's good when people are converging on the same ideas then mm -hmm. Then, yeah. they're, then they're right. So um, but now I do. I'm curious about your guys' thoughts on when to take her out of the car. Or are you? Were you guys thinking she stays in until he says you can come in with me and get pie or fruitcake? I mean, at what point do, does she th does she realize it that she's not? Say, it doesn't. The script doesn't. You know, describe. No, no. But when but when does she realize that she's not leaving today? Or, I mean, presumably her head is that she wants to get out of here, so you have to kind of drag her out of the car, right? But let's see. Let's find a place in the script. Well, I mean, when she says, can you call to get it towed or call to get it fixed, I mean, at that point she knows she's not leaving now. I I think she'd probably stay in for as long as she For as could. long as possible, yeah. yeah. Because she, she, you know, she doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to give up on the idea of driving away. This, this has to be the last thing, her coming out of the car, right? Yeah. And I guess, and you don't really need them walking all the way in. You just need them walking toward, well, it says back towards the end. Exactly. Um, I, I guess after her last line, then famous fruitcake, he, he can say his line and then open the door for her and she acquiesces and gets out. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. might find the edit thing again. You might find he opens the door. If the door's already open, she, just, she could step out of frame. We cut to her coming through the door. You know, it's one of those things where 
the timing might change completely in the edit. But certainly, mm. even if they're walking towards the inn, she might only take two steps before you cut out of the scene anyway. Um, okay, let me just finish that idea because basically, so one variation is that it's kind of like, it's like a smash cut, you cut wide. Like somebody screams in an apartment, you cut, you you cut out to a plaza and birds take off. You, I mean, that's it's a stereotypical cut. But this would be the same that she's like very muffled from very far away with a sign in the foreground and flap 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 sounds. Um, the other one would be that you're outside the car and it's just completely silent. You can only see her. And I thought that would be a funny shot as well, with like literally mm -hmm. no sound on it at all. But if you want to do the bird thing, then you need a little bit of sound. Mm. So that was that idea. Um, then the next, I mean, somehow I kind of end up a little bit in the acting, like how are people behaving? Because there isn't that much to shoot otherwise. They're just standing in a position and talking. And And I was thinking that if you could come up with what kind of people these are, then maybe you would have more things to shoot. And just reading this, one thing that I imagine is like, the sheriff having like a personality like the mayor from Groundhog Day. Like it's just a really a people person, like almost that while he's talking, he's actually also looking around like he has an audience. And if that's his personality, then you would want to be outside the car as well, where you like you almost see him looking around or gesturing to his environment like he's a super duper people person. And um, I thought that was an idea I uh, that popped into my head as I read it. Um, then I had the thing where, uh, Lazy does something else while he helps, like trying to get a signal on her phone. And basically it was only that, I mean, it, when you look at the script here, there's a, like a lot of talk about what's wrong with the car and the good news and bad news. And I think it's difficult to get through a, a lot of dialogue like that. I mean, maybe, maybe if you're talking personality, maybe uh you know he, she she opens the door and then she closes the door and then he opens the door and then she closes she wants to stay in the car so there could be fun like he's being all hospitable and say you know it's all it's all being very open and warm and he's super friendly and she closes the door on him the only and thing that would pull me away from that is that that's an extra gag that's that's glued mm. at the end and we're not trying to make it longer oh uh, yeah <laughs> so, okay. um, because that's like a whole new gag that needs his own blocking almost. Yeah, yeah. It would um, need some some additional lines too. And it would need some additional lines eventually, like unless it's a small thing. But basically, like if you like if you look at the script here, like you're in luck in this town. Well, let's see. Well, you want good news first. Um, I, I, I mean, although in, in, you know, we could be it could be the very last thing. He says, "Now you get to join me for some for fruitcake." Come on, he opens the door. She goes, I hate fruitcake and closes it. And then he, you know, they, they have a little back and forth. If it works, we keep it. And if not, it's at the end anyway. So mm -hmm. uh, I mean, she's if, anyway, if he she... opens the door and she closes it, that seems pretty hostile, doesn't it? She is hostile, but it's also, you know, the, okay. the cops only technically shouldn't be opening the door. She's not under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, he's a mechanic at this point. Yeah. So, um, but how long will that take? Hard to say. It's so close to Christmas. I can get the order in. Okay, thank for thank you, sh thanks, Sheriff. I mean, Brody, why don't you give me the good news? Um, I just felt 
that it would be more dynamic if she has some has some business that she's doing on top of what's happening here. So, because otherwise there's a danger of them just standing there waiting for each other to speak. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's something that I would at least try to make her try to get a signal and and see if that's if that just seems like irritating business or if if that actually adds adds something to it because that i mean one thing that adds for sure is that she doesn't really want to be there so she's like half in this conversation and um i mean that would reflect in some blocking that uh, i mean i guess you'd you'd get that regardless of how how you block it okay anyway okay what should we do then I mean, should we put the th some things in that we believe in? Yeah. I mean, so I think, I mean, so Ari, do you have, I mean, did you feel strongly about the car pointing in the other direction? Because I feel strongly about it pointing to the right so that the police car is behind it. it that's, that's fine. Okay. Although, although okay. jumping ahead, when he goes to the car and changes, she can't be looking at the police car if she's facing forward. So she doesn't get the surprise of him uh, and she's, his outfit. Well, she, she could turn her head away from the window, look forward, and then look back at the window and he's changed. So out of her rear, out of the rear of her. Or her side. I mean, he could have done a quick change very quickly. I mean, he's, he's in front of her car almost instantly. I mean, he's back to his position. He steps out of the frame. She turns her head to the dashboard. She turns her head back, and he's there. So all again. of this can happen at the window. This does. He doesn't even need right. to go back to the police car. He can just step out of frame, something else, right, and then back I'm into saying. frame. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um. I mean, the other one would. The other one would be, um, that if you had an insert of the rear view mirror and there's not snow covered then she could look at him in the rearview mirror and he dips out of frame as a cop and then comes back up as a mechanic mm -hmm. yeah that's that's another one yeah absolutely. i mean that, that that one's nice but it's more work and i and i i mean this this was kind of the conversation that's important here is that this movie is now under a severe time crunch um because uh, the production is shut down for 10 days, and that means that there's now time that has to be clawed back. And the only way to do that is really with fewer setups and more, and, you know, more handheld cameras and, um, and, and uh, less Oscar attempts. And <laughs> Basically. on top of that, we lost uh, one full day of production uh, when we were shut down in the middle, and now we have to reshoot that because the, we lost the, the male lead and we had shot uh, a couple shots of that so we're, we're a day behind in in production days and i mean that's incredibly lucky that you didn't shoot that much with him well that's one way of looking at it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if we still had him but either way even that that we have to go back to that location again so we're, we're killing ourselves with a full company it had to be at one place where it was a company move to a distant location and we have to go back there to finish uh, the scene and geez. and redo a couple of the shots there, so that's it's stolen a day out of our our production schedule. Yeah. So I mean, so just, basically, just, so basically, the constraint here is that we just can't be extravagant, and mm -hmm. like we can't have one shot here that ends up eating a third of the day, mm -hmm. um, which otherwise happens. I just <laughs> want to point out one thing yeah. that that uh, Pear said about the Oscar thing. 
And it struck me, you know, the classic romantic comedy uh, director is Woody Allen, and he isn't a complicated shooter. You know, yeah. he doesn't shoot lots of inserts, lots of strange angles, you know. So it is about the performance and getting the essence of mm -hmm. what the scene's about and letting the actors, you know. So it's not so much uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm look. Try and think of it like, a, you know, a, uh, an Annie Hall look, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's like that is that same feel. It's kind of a lot of handheld work, a lot of two shots with, with performers mm -hmm. in there, you know. So, you know, it doesn't have to think of a, a negative in a way. It's, it's quite freeing to think mm -hmm. it's about getting the performance, getting the gags to work. And getting All right, how many cameras can you shoot at the same time? Like how Physically many departments? Well, how many we, departments, like proper departments, do you have going? Well, we, we have three cameras. We have an A camera, a B camera, and then our C camera lives in the movie the whole time. So we can certainly shoot A and B simultaneously when the blocking allows us to not be shooting each other. What, uh, I mean, can both of those be handheld at the same time or is one, should one be on sticks and one handheld? I, I mean, yeah, the, physically they could be handheld. I'm just, um, I mean, that you know, also I'm requires also that everybody has the same personality as an operator, right? I mean, those things have to cut together. Right. I'm also not so sure. I've, I've also been going back and forth whether I want to accomplish most of the stuff with the movie rather than handheld, which is mm -hmm. pretty much just as efficient. How, how do you feel about that when the lenses get longer, like especially for like medium closes? Are you asking me or Nigel? Yeah, no, I'm asking you. Like, do you feel I mean, I guess if it's the problem is moving slowly, it's, but if it's, you're standing it's no less stable than handheld, that's for sure. Sure. So I think that what we should be avoiding is just slow moves. Like you have to stand still or you have to go pretty fast. But it's the, I mean, it's because we're, we, we were doing a, an, an episode of our other show, Hot Moves, where we're putting a stabilizer up against a really slow cinematic camera move. And that's like the worst case scenario for a stabilizer because you can't do these kinds of slow creeps. I, I'm, I'm not going to use it for slow dolly moves. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. It would just be to, to avoid having to place tripods in the snow. Mm -hmm. And reset quickly. It's very fast to reset. Have you? How how long are you scheduling for this this these scenes? I have a half a day for for all this business, the in and out of the the car, mm -hmm. um, and then her getting back in and driving away with the in the pickup. Okay, so what? That's that's a lot, isn't it? It's a very short period of time to get a lot of stuff. So that's that's, good. that's why we have to be pragmatic <laughs> here. That's okay, good to know the timing. Okay, let's put some cameras in here. Is I mean, are you? What are you imagining that you're from the right or the left here? I originally had pictured right there. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm, your insert. I'm gonna make that a separate camera. If you optimize, then by grabbing that from another camera, that's cool. Um, mm -hmm. It's just so that we have a more realistic count of how many items we actually have to shoot. Then were you thinking a, a walk over with her? I was thinking panner over. It'd be Okay. So yeah. like where where did you imagine that here? Pr pretty much there, yes. Right right I I like I said I admit imagine right at the end of that snowbank. Which like, is pretty much where you have it. I thought I was probably picturing it centered so it had some foreground uh using the snowbank as some foreground parallax, but. Okay. Is this shot useful? Like, would you position this shot so that it's actually also your ending frame for, for these two here? 
like when they're standing? Is that a useful frame? I would also take them back with that sure. as well. But so that means that this camera here is one that basically has to be framed for being good here so that this becomes like a type of like master for mm -hmm. this whole conversation here, right? And then you also use that to pan in and out to and from the right. door. I mean, that's going to that's gonna work. The only thing is that that's going to be pretty wide because it has it has him standing here, her inside the car. Um, do you, were you like, were you imagine being medium close on her walking in and out or just full figure? I was, you know, honestly, I'd go back and forth. I, I figured I would probably do it twice, one a head to toe and one, you know, head to waist. Okay. Medium. Can you swap lenses in, in the cold? Yeah. Okay. So, because then you could do this one with, um, um, medium, close, and close. Because, I, go some ahead. Some might be using a zoom. What is that? Seriously, use a zoom. I know it might be heretical. You talked about changing lenses. It's it's not heretical. It's just that our primes are cine primes and our zooms are photo lenses. Okay. So in terms of ace, you know, racking the focus and having their electronic, uh, you know, the focus travel yeah, is so much shorter. The iris and and uh, infinite focus. So it's just. It ends up screwing us on time on one side or the other. Okay. okay. I, I mean, this is this doesn't live or die by popping two lenses in. But okay. I, I had a point here is that if this shot here is a, so this is a right angle master that you pan in and out of, but you also have it with a tighter lens so that you follow her in probably what's like a medium close uh, coming out of the door. Then that's also a shot that's like maybe like this when they're when they're over by the car, and that means that this could be a roaming camera. Like you could be a bit on him, and then basically just try to catch good transitions between them. Like she says something, and then you tilt up on him, so that you basically you just do a pass where you just try to ride it and see if you can find some good stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so B and F for for back and forth. Do you think that you could get the puddle over here without putting in like a really long lens? And I mean, wouldn't you be better off just jumping over there with a handheld camera and let's get the puddle done? Sure. I would, I would, uh, I would advocate for this being a separate shot. I think it's actually easier to get as a separate shot. Yeah. Okay. I, I assumed it would be because I'm going to shoot it wide for the, the three times. I'm sorry. It's going to be wide for the time she steps over it. And then I have an insert of her going, you know, actually the foot going in the time it does go in. So okay. That would just throw the I'd throw the camera on a cine saddle on the ground and sure. Okay, but I mean the point is that then you get the shot that you want over here then and right. it's faster and less of a compromise. Yes. Okay. So then uh, I mean then we have like a meat and potato shot over here. So I mean I love this one from out here. I realize mm -hmm. that it's just I I mean I guess you could do a full pass with this one over here, if you frame it right, where you can like see the whole thing and like that, that just means that much of some uh, bits of pieces of their dialogue can be off screen because you cut wide and you can't really see them talking, but you can see the place they're talking in. Right. So I then, location, but it looks like a nice framing. You know, it, just and like it looks like a potentially really nice frame. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, is are you imagining this camera inside the car? 
talking to him? Yes, I imagine it in in the passenger seat. Okay. Just, uh, you know, low, almost, it's probably going to be almost sitting on her lap. Um, my biggest concern is, you know, the, the sheriff is like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, every mm. male lead, every male actor in this show is 6'4", or 6'5", <laughs> and she's 5'2". So, um, hmm. but sitting down, it's, you know, even more of a challenge in that car. Can't, can't he just like, um, like lean over? Bend, bend down or lean over and... I've, I've had uh, those scenes we've done already. I keep having people put their hands on her desk, and so it brings them down into the frame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, whatever, whatever gets the job. So, yeah. what does the reverse for this look like? Yeah, over his uh, probably about waist level on him, just catching mm -hmm. his coat dirty. Yeah. And it'd be impossible to get literally over his shoulder and catch his cheek um, and then get her all the way down in, you know, in a little sports car. So yeah. I'm already, you know, resigned that it might be his hand. And we don't think we're going to have him wearing a, if he was wearing a gun belt, it would, you know, be probably over his gun belt. But he's the type that doesn't use a gun. So, um, well, it's either that or his gun belt could become a wrench belt when he's a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like if you have like a really prominent gun and then when he comes back as a mechanic, he has a really prominent wrench. I mean, it's stupid, but I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> you guys are smiling a little bit. You thought oh, I like was... it. No, I do. I like it. I love little things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll make it. I, think, I think something good happened here because the police car basically became a non-character. Like that's, that's like just something in the background because mm – -hmm. His costume change just really just happens here. Right. I mean, the, the police car is basically just becomes production value that it's there at some point. Yeah. But I like that also because I can imagine what each of these shots here look like. So this one will get the police car in the background. This one here will, I mean, that, that'll look nice. It's a beautiful inn. And uh, I can imagine what this shot looks like. Okay, yeah. so these cameras will get us through the scene. Mm. And then there will be a handheld uh, one inside the car to pick up all her busy work of trying to start the car, fiddling with the radio, fiddling with her phone. Sure. Is this one also handheld or like on a yeah. on some bags? It, inside the car would be handheld, for sure. Okay, I mean, I'm so just I mean, putting it in here same, because... Same camera. I know, it's the same camera, but um, it's still a separate item. Yeah. Um, so this you still is, have to go out the car and then back and, in the back door. Right, that, that's true. I probably would do some of that from the back seat over her shoulder, yeah. fiddling with the ignition. Um, I think this is good. I mean, it's basic, but each of the shots look nice, at least in my head. And yeah. um, and then the, the question is where to probably her POV from the steps to see the the tow truck pulling her car away but this is the next scene right right well we we walk we walk her and the male lead out to his pickup truck but as soon as they step out of the inn they see the pickup truck leaving with her car so that she's shocked the next morning when it's there again can i ask i mean now okay i, I I f should we just hold for a second with uh, covering the other scene because it seems like sure. this is the main scene and if we cover this then we'll just reuse some of these shots here for the other scene. Right? Sure. I mean the 
I mean, if we want to add some pizzazz here, like you have the movie, right? Can you walk here? Yeah. So that means that you could do this, for example? The converge, yes, I could converge on her with the movie from there. Um, track two here. Um, well, it's not, I mean, it's, I guess it's a little bit of a converge. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like a V type converge, but maybe there are some plants over here. Mm. They're buried in five feet of snow. <laughs> okay. But like a sign. I've actually yeah. a sign that says like a watch for a slippery pavement and then, and then she slips over here. That's very Spielbergian. I I, uh, I got that technique from a ton, from watching a ton of Spielberg. Like he he will do this all the time. That we're supposed to track these people, and then uh, and then we like we just track through a sign that just says ten thousand volts, and then we continue on them. And it's just like this information that's being added by parallax. And um, could you you do that simultaneously? That move, that track, and the pan, are they overlapping? I mean, simultaneously, yeah, you mean shoot at the same time or cut between them? At the same them. time, shoot at the same time. That seems complicated to me. Okay. Um, but also, they kind of want to be in the same space. Like, you wouldn't want the freedom to end up here. Okay. Um, but I do think that you need a camera in this position here so that you have, like, a stable right-angle master on them when they're talking. Because you're going to – I think you're going to want to cut to this. Hmm. I mean, so Ari, I just want to throw in some things that would up the production value because this coverage here is like survival coverage and it'll right. look nice. But if we could make it nicer, um, then you can just cut these again. Well, I mean, it seems that it'd be either the movie track or the pan. It seems that it's redundant in the coverage. Well, the only thing is that do you then want to be standing still here on the movie for the whole scene? But I, I agree they solve the same problem. And that's kind of weird that you have two shots that do the same thing, but in different ways, right? That, that's your concern. Right, right. It's, it's just another setup to do the same thing, so. I mean, what's yeah. your feeling here if you have half a day to shoot both of these scenes here? Are, I mean, are, are we extravagant by even trying to put moving camera shots in here? A um, little bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have a, do you have sliders? Not feasible for the snow. Okay. Well, I mean like something that like, for example, if you had, if this camera here was locked, if it could go just like a little bit side to side. No. you mean like a, no, we don't have, they're, they're lightweight and for the rigs we're using, they're, they're not really feasible. I would, okay. I would, I'm either doing, you know, a tripod dolly when we want to have that kind of movement or we're doing it on the Movi, but. <clears throat> okay. Well, I feel like we should try, we, we should do more. We <laughs> see, I mean, because this is still basic coverage and that's nice to know that good basic coverage exists. Um, yeah, I think to remember that the action, um, the kind of the business is going to take a bit of time. You know, the wiping down the window, the reveals, the various mm. moments. Like with with the he wipes the snow off the window. We see his face using the rearview mirror, using the wing mirrors. I mean, it's it's actually hard to block it in this concept. But if you start thinking about using 
those elements to add value. Well, I mean, I agree with that a lot because I I find that if you don't create any visual interest and you don't like create any sequencing of the information, then you can't throw enough cameras at it. I mean, no matter how much you block it, it's still going to be boring. But the moment you start putting the information in order and basically like this is my favorite quote like ever, which is that filmmaking is the art of withholding or storytelling is the art of withholding. Mm. Um, that you're holding back information. So you're like creating questions in the viewer's mind. What's that? Or, oh, where did that come from? Or basically, like, for example, if he just suddenly knocks, when he, when he suddenly knocks the window, that comes out of nowhere and that raises the possibility that other things can come out of nowhere. And I feel like it's actually those things that make, that make blocking work. And if you don't have any of that, then it doesn't matter how many cool camera moves you're, you're making, the scene is still going to be pedestrian. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. so and so, so I would invest a ton of energy in, in uh, or a ton of energy. We don't have a ton of energy, but I would invest the energy that we have in actually getting that working. So yeah. that, a, so that so, a story is being told and then not sweat the camera moves too much. Exactly. So it's almost like going through the script and saying, where are the revelations? Where are the surprises? Where can we add? Like you say, who's that? Because, you know, the knocking on the window is one surprise. The wiping of the snow is the second because there's a revelation of her, mm. of him. So it's those kind of moments. Like when we come to the car, we don't know the state of the car. I know we're panning onto it, which is good, but that's also a revelation. You know, she's walking down to her car. Do we see it covered in snow? Is there a bit of a gag when she comes out to it? You know, if it's there in a wide shot and we see the car at the beginning, you lose the surprise. But because yeah. we're panning onto it, we suddenly see. Can I can I sidebar a little bit on that? It's uh, this is my beef with kind of standard, like what was used to be called standard studio coverage. That you do a master, and then you do over the shoulders, and then you do close ups, mm -hmm. and then you edit it in that order. You start with the master, and then you cut in, and then you cut in. That's telling the story in exactly the wrong order. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and I this is what. And this is why I've been like I've been I've been advocating a lot for you know start in the close up. You should be starting close and working your way open wide. Open framing. What is that? Yeah. Open framing. Going from from open to closed instead of the other way around. And so I think we're hitting some of that here. I mean, I'm a little bit in love with a moving camera shot here, um, but as the only one, only because it's like you take. You take a, like a like a giant uh, giant blockbuster movie. The blockbusteriness is actually limited to very few scenes. The vast majority of scenes in a blockbuster are still two people sitting around a table talking. But just having those things just lift the whole level, and now we see everything in that light. And I feel that that's what like one really nice camera move does. If if they come walking out here, and we have like this this beautiful beautiful track with her, then all of the other stuff can be on sticks or handheld. But now, now it's cinema. Do you see what I mean? That now it's are you seeing that as a wide shot to get all the foreground objects for parallax, or are you seeing that as a medium close up where we're only really going to see her? I see this as a pretty wide shot. I wasn't so much thinking the parallax. It's just that you're on a stabilizer, and I think that a long lens, it's gonna, it's gonna be going like this, even trying really hard. If it's a long lens, um, the nice thing about doing this one on a tripod is that you can pop in a different lens and do it again, and both are gonna work. 
I think this I, one here only works with a wide lens. I agree also about, you know, obviously there's production value of, of a moving camera, however unconscious it is. And you could run it back, you know, when she's going back into the inn. I would, yeah. Right. You just do it in reverse and have her moving. You know, you've got that set up. And you can use it again for them coming out. So yeah, maybe exactly. so maybe we should talk about the next scene because by the way you were you wanted the tow truck to just be exiting out the frame and as they as they come out the front door it should be pulling away. So that I mean it sounds like you were imagining a shot like from over here or something like that. Or just over their shoulder in the doorway from inside the inn. What can I ask uh, isn't it just the most important part that we cover the action? That And that means yeah. that, for example, this camera here could just have the tow truck just exit the frame as they so they come out, they see something, sure. we cut wide and we just see it exit the frame. And you could even basically control the timing if you're cutting to this wide shot. Because then you can use this tracking shot, stabilizer or dolly, as basically for all your business going back and forth. The only thing is that unless it's on a, on a dolly, I don't think I believe in the medium close. Mm -hmm. because I, th I think it's too tight for a stabilizer. Yeah, it's not going to be feasible to try and level dolly track out there in the okay. snow. How, how, I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you understand the whole movie much better. And, and how, how important is, how important is it with the medium close there? Like what vibe are you in in this part of the movie? How close are you in this part? Uh, this is, you know, third of the way into it. Okay, so. but are you are you like regularly in medium closes in this part? I, well, I guess we haven't done any of it yet. I mean, we're you know in in all the office scenes which we've shot already. It was pretty standard coverage. You know, we do like a a late arrival dolly move to establish the scene and over the shoulders and some clean singles and cool. That's that's that. So I mean, yes, we've seen her in medium close-ups throughout. But so I mean, if you so if you were to like make a final decision between this one here and the tracking shot, which one are you leaning towards? Um, I have to refresh my memory and see what it looks like from the side view. I I I certainly know it's going to be faster to do the pan. Mm. Um. And just setup wise, you know, in terms of rigging up the movie and everything else. But when I say rigging it up, I mean, you know, having the operator put it on. I'm, I, I, we do it in dual operator mode. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, running the wheels with the remote control and the uh, operator is wearing a, a, you know, a stabilizing exoskeleton vest that supports the rig. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's nothing like setting up dolly track and we can certainly do it, but. But I guess I'm if going we, to do, if, if we know, don't do a fair amount of tracking with the Movi at the tree farm because that's the only way we're going to be able to move around there. So so maybe I mean the 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 bad thing about bringing the Movi in here is that if we don't do that shot, then this is not a Movi scene at all, and now you, and then you can forget about that. Like then you can just put that away and not mm -hmm. have one have that department. Like right. Because then you need to set up the remote heads and the transmitters, and you need to get people synchronized doing the move together. And so, I feel like probably this tracking shot should probably then should probably die unless it would be an optional shot. But that's our most luxurious setup at this point. Okay, mm -hmm. 
let's uh, let's let's assume we're not doing that. Um, then let's let's see the. So okay, so this is he and Lucy walk out. Lacey walk out the door. He walks walks up to his long flatbed pickup truck. Lacey is finally smiling herself. The truck looks nice. Jake looks nice. First time so far. It's not so bad. He opens the door for her and she climbs in. Uh oh, that's all new coverage. Right. <laughs> I somehow thought we could reuse all of this, but. Uh, um, Up until we get to the vehicle. I mean, they can exit the frame from that pan and cut to inside the car as they get into the car. So, like, would you still basically cover them coming out here together? If I end up using that shot, I probably would, yeah. And I'd let them, you know. I mean, but, but that's highly probable probably. that you use this shot, right? I mean, this is because this that? is your, it's highly probable that you use this shot, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, and I'd let them, you know, perhaps disappear behind the police car out of frame and then, you know, cut to the back seat of the truck as they both get in. So, you've got that other camera pair that you've got uh, that set back um, yeah. with the sign in foreground. Right. Mm -hmm. That you could use if you swung that round from that position to the pickup truck. Well, you also, know, you, you could pan with them. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could just change the lens on that and then do a move with them walking past the police car. Yeah. So the only thing that I that I read here is that there's kind of a lot of knowing glances between them and she's smiling and the truck looks nice and Jake looks nice and for the first time it's not so bad. That's all kind of subtle and we're very far away from the side. Yeah, yeah. And we're not getting any of that. No, you do need to be in on them quite tight. You, you need to be pretty tight on them and this is while they're walking. How do we do that? Oh, walk them backward with the movie in that case. Um, okay, so the so the movie Start is basically it's it's back in the game. The car. <laughs> I mean, so, she can also make those furtive glances at him once they're sitting in the car. Doesn't have to be during the walk. Okay, it's a nice two shot to see them as a couple. You know, I just get a feeling. Sure. That, you know, seeing the two of them walking along together. Yeah, me too. I'm getting a feeling too. You'd read something into that relationship and, and the audience would set something up in their minds about it. So I'm just going to add him here. Do you have a preference which side people are on? I'm just drawing both I of the scenes. closer to, to the camera because she's shorter. Of course, you've got this 6452 thing going on, haven't you? Mm, right. So she's always closer to the camera. Okay. Well, but when they're when they are walking, they're they're next to each other, right? Well, right. But if when I have the option, I try and do a little forced perspective. Well, the the thing is that she doesn't know where they're going, right? I'm. It, oh, I guess maybe she knows that that's she understands that that's his truck, but yeah. I mean, this. Well, when no, when they're straight on, it doesn't matter. I'm saying if I'm if I'm shooting. You know. Oh, so you're concerned about like these hard over the shoulders going up and down. Which ones are you looking at now? Like like you're you're concerned with the height difference is that when you're shooting over the shoulders, they're very they're very tilted, right? Well, that and also just walk and talks, tracking with them, walking side by side, there's no way to real mass really mask the height difference. Okay. So if I am doing it, if I'm doing it straight on, there's nothing I can do about it. If I if I'm shooting it as a pan, then I would 
I would have her closer to the camera. But is that is that. that something you do a lot? Otherwise, like in the rest of the movie, do you see them together like this a lot? Or are you mm -hmm. trying to avoid it? it? It's throughout. I mean, I, I, I wish we could avoid it, but it's it's throughout the movie. It's so. But then we've made our piece and then we might as well just shoot it. Like then, then we're then we're okay and, uh, shooting them, and the height difference is, is visible, and we're not trying to work around that. Right. I mean, pair. If you move the camera so it's kind of that movie camera, so it's panned left, and you're moving it down, then you'll have her in the front, the other side. Well, it's not that oh, she's, she's she's on that side, isn't she? Yeah. Well, the the problem with that is that she's looking at him, and we we want to get her face right. Right. Now, you, you realize you've got the camera on top of a six-foot mound of snow right now. Uh, so, yeah. having by the police car. I'm, so, that's, I'm, so, that's not happening. I mean, well, I have – it's the same here, right? <laughs> right. Is there room to move alongside the police car? Barely, that? yes. There's just more than the width of a car. Can you, can you get the camera in there? Like, can you walk with the movie? I believe we can. I haven't, you know – we haven't shot there yet, but I believe we will be able to. And it's not going to be like everybody's trying to worm their way through this like little. <laughs> and how much more it snows in the next two days, and it's supposed to snow again Monday and Tuesday. So, ouch. Yeah. So this would be really good if this was not a tracking shot, right? Like, but like for example, if this was just a pan with them then all you have to worry about is the focus. Like, for example, right. we could put it here. Oh, that's interesting. If you could be here, then we just get the... Which side does she get into? She gets into the passenger side, and he right. gets into this side here. You've got him reversed. That's her. She's red. Oh, duh. Mm. Because then... Like if you are here, so you can see their conversation, and then, and then you can pan with them, and then you end up like in a shot that actually works inside the truck. It's a long shot, though, isn't it? You want to be able to cut into it. I guess it looks like a long shot. I can't remember the dialogue, but between them, there is, actually isn't any dialogue until they're in the car. Yeah. So, and then there's a lot of dialogue driving. Then we go into a whole driving sequence, mm. pages and pages of dialogue. Yeah. Well, if you have this one over here, you can control it. I was only worried about not getting her face as she's coming out because, I mean, do you guys agree that there's a lot of stuff happening for her? Like that's a that's a character beat right here. That this is the first time this doesn't suck. Yeah. And. We have to capture it. Stefan. Uh, just might have to make a backward movie tracking shot work. Yeah, I could imagine that. And you might have some music working there as well. Who knows? Mm. Did you say music working? Yeah, yeah music. Yeah, yeah, there might be some music over that. You know, it, it's just got that. It is a moment, isn't it? It, it? it is a moment. And I mean, I know that it's spending a lot of time on on three lines in the script, but it's also character beats are also the reason we're watching the story. So maybe maybe this is where it's worth um, putting in the effort. So like, for mm -hmm. example, like are we talking about possibly steady camming through here? 
Possibly. We've been doing similar stuff to that to get them in and out of the car on the Movi at the diner. So, okay. We just had, we didn't have the snow constraint. But I mean, that means that you're like walking through a mound of snow here. Right. Damn. Unless they squeeze, thread the needle between the snow bank and the, the truck. Mean, let, let's just look at the exterior again. I mean, that I guess that doesn't really help that much. Is there a wider? Not really. Well, that's that's the one with the sign. That's your your wide shot. That's a nice shot with her screaming and then some birds taking off. I love that. Right. <laughs> cue the doves. Well, cue sound effects volume 13. Yeah. <laughs> so. How much snow is there there right now? Like probably five times that amount. Okay, and it's going to get worse. Are you willing to shovel some snow to have a path, or is that hopeless? It's it's a. They were just telling me how they use sand because the driveway is so large uh, they can't even afford the salt. It's massive amounts of snow to to do. I mean, okay, we're we're only going to do what we absolutely have to 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 survive it it's then then i think it, it's uh, frozen you know i think we need to get real that we're insane taking the movie into use well it, if they can fit through with the space that's there it's not insane leave it there leave <sighs> but i i just can't tell you with until i get there what it's going to be and that'll be a decision okay. on but then but then but then we need a plan b like we need a way to shoot this without the movie I have to say, it's begin the amount of camera setups already looks like you know six hours rather than four and a half hours or whatever you've got. Do you know what I mean? It's got it's already looking slightly nerve wracking and a and a and a first AD tapping you on the shoulder. Sure. For well, an hour can can I point out that it's uh, that we're overblocking on purpose? Yeah. Like for example, these two cameras are com are competing. It's going to be one of the two, probably yeah. this one. Um, we need the same kind of fallback for this one. Yeah, absolutely. Any because, ideas? Like you say, you have to um, simplify massively, don't you, to really get this get this in. Hmm. Right. If there's room, I could do both movie shots. If there's not room, I'll do them both as pans, and I won't really know till we get out there. Okay. Um, but we still need a version of this that works on sticks. Um, and I'm not really sure. Like, what's the timing? Maybe that would help. Mm. But oh, he walks up. So, so they come out the door, and then he walks up to his long flatbed pickup truck. Lacey is finally smiling herself. So all of this actually happens around the truck. We don't really need the travel. Like, if... Like if we have them coming out of the door and then the next thing we have is them getting into the truck and her being a little more happy. Well, that's what I said before. I was yeah. going to pan them out of the door, let them exit the frame and cut to the truck as they get in. Okay. So, I mean, we'll leave the movie shot here, but then basically um, what you need is a pan into this and the same thing on the other side. Right? Perhaps, yeah. I mean, 
This is going to be the happiest editing for sure. Mm. I'm just going to move the movie a little bit over because, I mean, this is assuming that you can put cameras out here, but right. But you could do it handheld, like you could just step into the snow and do a handheld shot. Is that a possibility? Yeah, we could step in there with the Movi too and just have the Movi be a static tripod. Mm-hmm. Well, the point is that if these two both pan in, so this is something that I love. This is something that's in the master course all the time is that you're following uh, people panning into and then you end up in a very specific framing. And obviously that shot is designed for the ending framing and then you go back and then people walk into this perfect framings. And this would work like that. Like both of these shots are framed for the end and then you just pan into them. And that means that you can use as much or as little of that as you want. You have two options for, for good angles on them. And you have them coming into the car. You can just... You can just let the actors do their thing, film it with these two cameras, and you can probably edit this freely. I'd do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice and simple. I mean, um, it's, it's just we have to get real that that you're under crazy time constraints here. Right. And um, so we have to do some basic stuff that's just nice by itself. I mean, if we forget about the movie shots, is this really that hard? Like this one is handheld. Is this one on sticks? Because this was one of the questions that I have is that I've, I don't really have an opinion about cutting back and forth between handheld and, and, and on sticks. And I think you can cut between different types of camera support when you're also changing the shot size. Like, mm. Nobody would worry about going from a big tracking shot, like big, beautiful crane shot into handheld, for example. That would be okay because they're different sizes. Okay. I, I, uh, sorry to interrupt, but Pear, how, how am I, I got to give people keys and I'm needed to go across the street to the next location pretty soon. How much longer do you want to do this? Um, I just, I just want to draw a conclusion and then we're done. Well, let me throw them the keys real quick. Okay. I'll, give me one second. It's funny, this is like, you know, my um, the, the old tightening of the stomach before going on a shoot looking at this, thinking, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's like a very practical, yeah. this is such a realistic scenario. It is completely like the movie I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had a waking up in the morning, making breakfast, being beautiful. You know, it's so funny, these films. Ours was a hallmarky film. You know, it was Valentine. What was it? Uh, Mother's Day. All right, I'm back. Okay. So, I mean, this is uh, this will work. I think this will work. Are you keeping that movie tracking shot between the police car and the uh, pickup truck? In if there's room, I mean, it's, okay. it'll be a. It's all matter physically, you know, if we can squeeze between the snow mound and the truck. I will be very surprised if this ends in the movie. Yeah, I, also, I think also this one here. <laughs> I think the first one might because obviously you film that at the beginning, so you always think, oh, we'll do it. Well, it's not, it, it's not that. It's getting all the gear up and running only for that. Well, that, I mean, we pretty much will be at that location for three days. So it will be set up and standing by. Okay. So from that standpoint, it's not the end of the world. We're not building it just for that shot. Okay, good. Um, this one here I don't believe in, especially if the, if the snow is taller. Shouldn't we just kill it and, and 
not have that on the mental budget. What do you think, Ari? What? Which I, I, I want to kill this movie shot here. Sure. I'm, I, I'm sorry. This phones are going crazy now. Um, I, I, in my head, I had always figured we would be doing, you know, backward tracking movie shots when we physically could. And I would go to the pans if we couldn't. So, um, I'm, I'm equally comfortable with either option. Okay. Excuse me. We'll, I'm, we'll, I'm, we'll leave it in there. Time I'm, I'm equally comfortable with either option, depending on what, what the logistics, uh, what, what, how the logistics play out on the day. Okay. Can I ask how much of the scene of them in the truck is happening in this same half day? Uh, three or four. I have to look. I think a pair. If you scroll down, I think it's probably another three page. But this is is this driving or sitting? Yeah, driving. Okay, oh, so, so that's, that's so that's like on a process trailer or what? No, it's uh, we have a hostess tray, and I'll also shoot from the back seat. Okay. All right. So, I mean, right there, that's the start of it. So let's scroll down and see what it is. It's page 29. I mean, that's... Oh, actually, that's oh, so that's only one. That's that's a short dialogue, one pager. Um, sure, but that's a like, that's a different location, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah, a different we, altogether. We will, while we're at this location, they drive back and forth from that location a lot, and there's a lot of conversation in, in the truck. So... Okay. There will be on that day. We also are going to pick up another probably five pages of dialogue in the truck, mm. just the two of them talking. Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a yeah. I mean, but again, you don't know what the actors end up doing, and um, it's but five pages of dialogue. That's brutal. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I mean, I think I think we did it. I mean, I think our our goal here is is responsible coverage that definitely will will not ruin the shooting schedule, and I mm. think this will definitely not. Maybe. And I think I think to me a lot of it is what the act, the business that they're doing within those frames. You know, the business, the the, the kind of the relationship stuff, the little revelations, the mm -hmm. like I say, those surprise moments, like like passion, sure. constant surprise. Yeah. Uh, you're not a huge surprise, but you know what I mean? Keeping it lively in that sense. Yeah. So the more room they've got to act, the better, especially in like a romantic comedy. Yeah. You'll feed off them. Okay, but I think uh, I think uh, we did what we came. I like it. I think the, I can see each of these shots. And um, so this is cool. So I only have to I only have to suffix this with um, uh, these are these are just ideas. You you brought us in as idea guys. Uh, do, well, I mean, you will, but do something else if that works better. Well, I will <laughs> certainly let you see the end result. Um, be a few months from now, but yeah. Uh, but this is uh, this is cool. I, I I I hope you make it through. I mean, but that's shooting a movie. It's like it's just Satan kicking obstacles at you, and just see see how much you can how much you can take before you curl up with a thumb in your mouth in the fetal position in the corner. <laughs> yeah, after thirty five years of this, this is one of the most challenging years, um, to say yeah. the least. Uh, between between the COVID scheduling, you know, the budget. And, and skeleton crew restrictions due to COVID protocols, and then record cold, record snowfall, COVID lockdown in the middle of it. It's just, yeah. 
It's uh, even I'm I'm pretty used to the to challenges, but this is uh, even. Sometimes you have to bow to the absurd, yeah. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Nigel, thank you very much for your input as well. Yeah, oh, and uh, really and if yeah. and if you want us to help brainstorm on some different scenes, just uh, just uh, ping us and and we'll do that. This is is good stuff. Okay. All right. All right. Absolutely. Take care and uh, have a good rest of your weekend. Okay. And good luck with the shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>